Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. I am Francis Hueso, the host of this podcast. Today's episode is entitled Benefits of Self-Control. Self-control is not a common subject to discuss around Christmas, but the Lord spoke to me about it while I was reading the Christmas story, so I figured it was a good idea to share it with you before the end of the year. Go with me please to Matthew chapter 1 and we are going to read verses 18 and 19, which say, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. I do not know about you, but I think we could not have a more complex conversation than the one Mary had to have with Joseph after finding out that she had been chosen to be the mother of our Savior. Can you imagine it? Mary had to tell her fiancé that she was pregnant. The child she was expecting was from the Holy Spirit, but that sounded like a crazy excuse. Joseph was a good man. I am sure he knew the prophecies regarding the Messiah. But no matter what Mary said to him, he did not believe her. I'm sure Mary understood his unbelief. But can you imagine her devastation? She had done nothing wrong. Mary was a devoted woman who had brought honor to the Lord with her life. Nevertheless, she was in trouble in a very hard predicament because of her obedience to the Lord. When Mary accepted what the angel told her regarding her pregnancy, she knew what she was in for. She knew she was engaged to a good man who was probably excited to marry her and had been preparing for their life together. Now she had to break his heart and end all their plans because she was God's anointed vessel. She knew what that decision meant for her and yet I am sure that she hoped that Joseph would believe and understand her. Think about Joseph now. Here he was preparing for the wedding when the woman chosen to be his wife was now pregnant and was giving him the story of being pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Since he decided to divorce her, it is evident that he did not believe Mary's story. But he was indeed a good man who loved Mary. Here I want you to notice Joseph's maturity level. An unwise, immature man will have reacted in his flesh and put Mary's and the baby's life in danger. A hot-tempered man will have gone to Mary's father and demanded a public divorce, which would have meant death to Mary since she indeed was pregnant. It would also mean public humiliation and dishonor for her family. However, Joseph did not do that. The Bible tells us that Joseph decided to divorce her quietly. I was considering all of this when the Holy Spirit told me, you know, if Joseph had done that, he would have created a big mess and missed the opportunity to raise the Savior of the world as his son. Did you hear that? When we miss godly opportunities, we create messes. Or when we create messes, we miss godly opportunities. In other words, when we react in our flesh, we could be putting the blessing that God has for us in danger. Besides that, if we are honest with ourselves, 
we have to admit that 90% of the messes we have in our lives right now are the results of reacting in our flesh. Think about it. Cain killed his brother Abel because he was jealous of him and mad at God. The mess he created cost his brother's life and his exile. And due to that exile, his children miss growing up with their relatives. Samson told Delilah his secret because he was sleeping with her. And boy, did he create a mess with that. That mess cost him his calling, his life, and it cost Israel the loss of one of their judges. We can go down a long list of characters in the Bible who reacted in their flesh and created messes and missed so much that God had for them. But has that ever happened to you? My friends, reacting in our flesh or being immature is costly. I know someone who threw away the most incredible opportunity of his life because of his immaturity. The saddest part of that story is that no matter what this person does to correct that mistake, he will never have another opportunity like that in his life. He threw away a great job with a great salary, free education, and great recognition, and the chance to do great things for the kingdom of God. He threw away all of that because of immaturity. Now, thank God that that was not Joseph's story. He did not believe Mary but he did not react in his flesh. Yes, I am sure he was disappointed, upset, and frustrated. Who wouldn't be? However, he controlled all those emotions and just went home. He most likely did not even tell his family what was going on. And I say this because his family did not seem to have a problem receiving Mary in their home when he took her as his wife. This reaction is another sign of Joseph's maturity. He kept his mouth shut. Friends, it is not immaturity to experience emotions. It is impossible not to feel emotions. What prudence or self-control does for us is that it allows us to decide how we are going to react to our emotions. In other words, because we have a soul, we experience anger, fear, joy, and sadness. Everyone does. What the Holy Spirit does for the people of God is that he helps us. He helps our spirits rule those emotions. So we do not have to react in our flesh. We could not do that before we came to Christ. People whose spirits are disconnected from God are ruled by their souls or emotions. They have no breaks for their emotions. We, on the other hand, we the people of God can choose how we will react to our emotions because our spirits are connected to God. The problem is that most of us are still ruled by our souls or our flesh because we do not discipline them or allow the Spirit of God to guide them. We are immature in our walk with God. Now, the question is, how do we gain self-control? How do we become mature Christians and do not miss divine opportunities? I have learned that there are three ways to do it. Number one, we can grow in Christ through the Word of God. We can acquire knowledge by reading the Bible or hearing it preached or taught. Have you heard the saying, when we know better, we do better? The more we know, the better we act. But sadly, sometimes we need more than knowing that what we are doing is wrong to stop doing it. For example, most people who drive drunk know that they shouldn't do it, yet they still do. 
Most people who attend church know that it is wrong to sleep around, yet some still do. So most of us need more than just to know the Word of God to grow or mature. Abiding in Him is the second way to mature in Christ. When we spend time with Christ, the Holy Spirit develops in us what we call the fruit of the Spirit. The more time we spend with Christ, the more the Holy Spirit helps us look, act, speak, and think like Christ. I shared this with a friend yesterday, and he asked me, What do you mean when you say abiding in Christ? How do I abide in Christ? Do I just do it by praying? I was so glad he asked me that, because sometimes we assume that people know what we mean when we say things like abide in Christ, but they don't. I told him abiding in Christ is spending time with him, but it is more than just doing what most people know as praying. When most people think about prayer, they think about giving Christ a list of needs and things they want or asking him to do favors for their loved ones. That, my friends, is only one way or one type of prayer. We abide in Christ when we spend time with Him, not asking, not telling Him our secrets, but by allowing Him to tell us His secrets. When we abide in Christ, we listen more than what we speak. To listen without speaking is something that most immature Christians cannot even wrap their minds around it. How to do it? We abide in Christ when we can spend time in silence, just enjoying God's presence. We abide in Christ when we worship just because we understand how great He is. We abide in Christ when we listen to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to share His heart. Sometimes when we abide in Christ, we have visions, but most of the time we enjoy God's presence and He enjoys ours. Just the fact that we are willing to be in silence with God means so much to Him. We live in such a loud and crazy world that He understands how difficult it is for us to be quiet, just resting in His presence. But it is in those moments when we learn the heart of God. In those quiet moments, we start developing intimacy with our God. We tell ourselves that we love God sometimes, but how can we love Him if we do not even know Him? Moreover, how can we say we know Him if we feel so uncomfortable by being quiet in His presence? When you know someone, it is not awkward to spend time with that person in silence. However, it is very uncomfortable to be silent with a stranger. When we are used to abiding in Christ, we can listen to His voice in silence and be very comfortable in His presence. This silence does not come naturally. It is difficult, not because God doesn't want to spend time with us, but because we must discipline our souls and flesh to stay silent. To stay put without thinking about anything is not something that comes naturally to us. The more abiding we do, or the more intimate time that we have with God, the more self-control we developed. The third way that I know to mature or develop self-control It's sadly the one that has been the most effective for me. Since I have not been the most submissive person to the Holy Spirit due to my personality and temperament. I am not proud of this. I am only saying it because some of you might be in the same predicament. We are stubborn and hard-headed and sometimes we do not learn the easy way. The third way to develop self-control is by going through the processes of God. 
Many of us do not learn self-control until God puts us through the fire. Because the Holy Spirit is committed to our growth, He is constantly working on, in, and for us. For some of us, trials are the most productive way to grow. In fact, at the beginning of some people's journeys with God, trials are the only way they learn. Sometimes we do not learn to forgive until someone betrays us. We often need to suffer to become sympathetic to the suffering of others. Some of us have to experience need to learn to trust God as our provider. Most of the time when we go through these processes, we do not understand why God is allowing us to go through pain. But God has a purpose for every process He puts us through. We understand the purpose of our processes when because of them, we no longer panicked when we need God to provide for us. We understand the purpose of our processes when instead of reacting in anger when someone offends us, we can keep calm and extinguish an emotion or an emotional fire instead of adding gas to it. When we show self-control in a situation and no longer allow our flesh to rule us is when we understand why we went through the struggles we have gone through. That is why Moses was able to put himself between God and the people when Israel frustrated God so much that he wanted to destroy them in the desert. The man Moses was before he spent 40 years in that desert would have thanked God for the destruction of his people. But after his desert experience, Moses was able to tell God, what are the other nations going to say of you if you destroy your people in the desert? Now, going back to Joseph and Mary, because Joseph did not react in his flesh, God was able to speak to him through a dream, and he took Mary as his wife. He then was able to experience the birth of our Savior, the shepherd's visit, the Magi's blessing, and the life of Jesus growing up until he died, because we know that Joseph died before Jesus turned 30. He did not create a mess, and therefore he did not miss what God had for him. If you are listening to this podcast, God might be helping you to grow. You may be going through a season where you will have several opportunities to react in your flesh. Please do not do it. You do not want to create a mess that might be the reason for you to miss all that God has for you. Get in the Word. Spend time with Christ. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and develop the character of Christ. In fact, I believe it is a good idea to make that a resolution for 2023. Let us do our best to grow in Christ to become a more mature child of God. In addition, if you are listening to this podcast, you might be someone who has already created a mess or even messes and has missed a few opportunities God had for you. Please do not waste any more of your time. Life, my friends, is so short. The Bible says that our days are like vapors. Work in your maturity. Develop self-control. Do not allow the devil to influence you. Do not allow your flesh to rule you. God is a God of many chances. You might have missed some opportunities, but God always has more. I believe with all my heart that if we are still here on earth, it is because God is not done with us. His plan for us is not finished. 
Go through the process God has you in with a humble heart. I promise you, the pain you are going through right now is not in vain. Thank you so much for spending these few minutes with me. I hope this podcast has blessed you. If indeed we have blessed you, please let us know. You can write us at info at globalgraceministries.com or by going to globalgraceministries.com. It is always a joy to hear from you. God bless you. Thank you.